Hi, and welcome back to Realistic Sustainability. I'm Mike, and I am here with Super Brother Nick. Super Brother, what are you talking about? I don't have a cape on or anything. <laughs> yes, but you really like superheroes. I'm just trying to put you in the league. You know, I've actually been thinking about that a lot. I'm going to take this joke and make it deep. I've been thinking about the obsession with uh, with superheroes and stuff like that. And I, I found it, I drew a correlation for a long time, a lot of years. Uh, I looked at fiction and drew and pulled things out of it that I just wanted in my real life so badly because it seemed so extraordinary compared to the boring life that I was living. But I finally figured out after years that uh, it's meant to be like that. That's the reason people gravitate towards it. It's supposed to be entertaining and, and be grandeur. It's supposed to look, it's supposed to draw you in. So you want to read more. You want to see more, you know, why, why are the Marvel movies so like, so successful because they make funny cute characters that you relate to and they do superhuman things and and once once i i realized that and i I know i sound like an idiot because most people just kind of know that but i didn't so once i realized it it dawned on me that like i actually was able to look at my life with a little bit more perspective and i actually have a very good life and i had a, a a very blessed childhood and was very fortunate with the things that i was able to experience and the things i went through and so i do enjoy superheroes but I, I i enjoy them now for different reasons and not all superheroes i enjoy the boy scouts i always do the the right thing and are selfless and and kind of in in intentionally screw themselves over for the betterment of the, the ones around them. That's why I love Captain America and I always love Superman. I, I always love the heroes that are consciously making a point to put their needs in the backseat and shoulder the weight of someone else's problems because they can handle it. I find that to be very motivating and inspirational. Well, that went much further than expected. You're welcome. <laughs> That's a lot for 830 in the morning. I've been up since five. Oh, no, thank you. So speaking of getting up early in the morning, I have to make fun of myself. Okay. As you know, my older brother, Sean, has come to Michigan and he sent me his itinerary. Yes, he did. (laughs) Yes, he did. And me being tired and quickly running over to my computer like, oh, my goodness, I have to get Sean. What time is that tomorrow? I look at the date. Yep, that's the correct date. Five in the morning. And it's about two hours away, hour and a half away Mm -hmm. to the airport. Not looking at that date saying, okay, he left at nine o'clock at night. There is no way he would be here on the same day at five o'clock in the morning. The date always shows when you take off. Yes. So here I am at 4.30 in the morning, humming down the expressway with a full day of work ahead of me after this. When I send him a text that says my ETA will be there at 6.15, because you know, he did say, you know, it takes a while to get off there. I can sit down and stretch my legs. Take your time. And he said, and this is on a Friday. I'm like, you know, my ETA is 6.15. He's like, excellent. I hope you mean Saturday. <laughs> he told me. <laughs> He sends me a message and he goes, well, he goes, my brother shows up for anything and everything and everyone, even if it's a day early. <laughs> <laughs> so I turned around and said, I'll do that. This was my practice run. I wanted to make sure all the roads were clear so that tomorrow would be very smooth sailing and headed on back and went to work. So yes, just to call myself out for doing something silly, but Speaking of my brother coming from California, I have to brag a little bit here because he's been quite inspiring in some ways. He had had a negative diagnosis that kind of stemmed from weight, which you and I know all about. (laughs) Darn. 
<laughs> and so welcome to the family, Sean. He decided that he would make some changes. You know, things he's heard from the show, things he's discussed with us, things he hears from others in California. But now his diet is his diet. It's just how it is. It doesn't bother him in any way. And he's done a remarkable job. And he's done it in that little bit, little bit, big bit format. He, near and dear to my heart, went straight to the spreadsheets there for a while. But what he was doing was, okay, I drink five sodas a day. Well, for this month, it's going to be four. And he continued to do that until soda is one soda a month. And it's more of a treat than anything else. Then he started pulling meat out of his diet. He eats meat once a month or once a week, I think it is. Now, at this point, where at my house we were cooking dinner, I was creating vegetarian options through the meals I was making. And he just, it's become second nature to him. He's stayed away from processed sugars. When he wants a treat, he's in there for a yogurt or an apple. And he's dropped 55 pounds. Good for him. And hasn't even noticed a, a major difference in his cravings. That's awesome. That really is amazing. It really is. And it's kind of inspiring to me. Like 55 pounds removed from me is about where I'd like to be. And he really just kind of these little bit, little bit, the th- same things we preach he used and it worked and we're not. Uh, well, <laughs> Here the, comes the piece. <laughs> so the, the, the irony in this whole thing is that for certain types of personalities, that type of structure is incredibly beneficial. And I am not one of those personalities because people all the time are always like, you just got to do this, this, and this. And that kind of structure is great for those people. But I am not a work inside the box person. If you give me a structured diet plan, I'm going to, yeah, but I can go here, here, and 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 here. I just, I don't, I just don't have, I guess that that will, I don't know how else to describe what I'm trying to say. I don't benefit from that kind of stuff. I'm like, you can't give me gray area. I'm an all or nothing kind of person. So for me, I've had three pops in two years. Okay. Two of which were, were root beer. And one was a, a black cherry Verner's because I wanted to try it. And I'm just happier without it in my life. Now, that doesn't mean I don't drink other carbonated things. I'll have, I don't know if it constitutes carbonated, but I'll have like a hard cider every now and then. Or I found that I really like the uh, LaCroix Lemoncello sparkling water. I like that a lot. So I'll have one of those a week or so. But I just, I don't miss pop. I'm happier without it. As as when I drink it, I'm happier with it in copious amounts. <laughs> so like meat, I, I don't have a problem with meat. If I did, if if tomorrow I find that I, I couldn't eat meat anymore, I'd be fine. I would just want just want to do it. It'd be easy. I just won't need it. I I don't do well personally with a little bit, little bit, big bit on the weight loss. I'm either give it all or nothing. <laughs> but I do believe the little bit, little bit, big bit is is the best way to go about life with everything. I do believe it. I just really suck at practicing it. The I mean, I've noticed in our household we we have made some change. Okay. Not to say that we're always eating healthy. You can look at me and know better. We don't eat a lot of red meat anymore. It's almost gone. It is primarily chicken, fish, and some pork. The red meat is almost completely out of our basic diet. Some of that is we want it out of the diet. Some of that is it's three times more expensive than anything else sitting in the counter. And if it's going to be that expensive, do I really want it? 
So tacos, yep, that still uses beef because the family caught me using turkey and they can tell the difference, you know? So it's, we still use some, but not much. So I guess we're going really little bit, little bit, but it really was inspiring. He was, it didn't, didn't disrupt his life in any way. He is healthy. He is happy. It is, uh, I need to reevaluate some of that. It's great to see someone doing something utilizing these pieces of information from all over the place and really, mm-hmm. really making themselves healthy. And it was inspiring to see. I, yeah, it sounds inspiring. I think it's amazing. I, um, I think it's wonderful people are able to do that. And I wish that I was a little more uh, adept at, at adopting those types of mindsets. I just really struggle with it. And I'm going to touch on the turkey thing for tacos. I'm going to say this once. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to say it again today. If you want to use an alternative for tacos, stop buying ground, whatever it is. If you're going to use turkey for tacos, roast it and pull it. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> yeah. I just, when it comes to using other meats, like my absolute last choice, last choice in the world for a taco is ground beef. Last choice. I will take roasted vegetables and a tortilla over them. I would almost take a cheese roll up over them. It's not that I don't like them. I just prefer other stuff. I like I like chicken. Or I like I like brisket or I like roast beef or I like I love turkey, but it's got I like it roasted and pulled. I like that shredded meat texture. I think it's wonderful. I could care less if it's ground beef. I get that from Taco Bell. Look, I mean it, it's the same mentality of why I don't cook hot dogs at home. They're hot dogs. Whoop de frickin' do. Right. Well, you you don't cook them. You warm them. <laughs> I don't do any of it. I think though. I think they're gross, but. I just, there's just some things that just, eh, like if it, it's, I don't know, man, there's some things that if I want to eat, I want to be excited about it. And like, if I, I'm talking, if I go out of my way to make a meal, like if I'm like, okay, boom, this is what I want for dinner. And this is how I'm going to make it I, at no point. I'm like, let's make ground beef tacos. Like I never get excited about that. Like ever, like ever. I get excited about the crap I could put on it. Like pico, guacamole, sour cream, all the sour cream. But if you don't want them to hate the turkey, then don't you have to buy, buy a whole turkey bread. They sell the split turkey breasts and they're about two and a half pounds, man. That's enough. That's more. You can feed your family three days on two pounds of meat. Right. I, you, I, you really can. It's a lot of beef. Or I almost said it's a lot of beef. It's a lot of bird. Right. So watching Sean and how it doesn't really dis- affect his life. I mean, every once in a while he would go to a restaurant and have to kind of look and see what's available. Breakfast oatmeals and fruit plates and all these kinds of things. Eggs, because he's not vegan. He's just almost vegetarian. Well, he can't be vegan. I mean, he can be, but like he told me you've been making good vegetarian meals. And like, I believe that, but like, I'd be hard pressed to believe that you become a good vegan cook. No, I don't believe they exist. I don't think I could actually account for everything in the food to make it vegan. I would get halfway through it and go, oh, that was from an animal. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) it's it's actually a lot harder than you realize. It really is, because even things that like you wouldn't realize have animal products in them. You really got to watch labels very carefully and cooking vegan. Isn't impossible. I, it, oh, okay. I want to, I'm going to clarify this. I mean, actually cooking vegan, not going and buying plant-based meat and calling it vegan. Just eat the meat. Just, just, just eat the meat. Don't eat the plant-based stuff. I don't want a 3d printed burger. It is not, it's not good. It's if, if you have to, you have to put that many chemicals in your food to make me think it's a cheeseburger. I'd rather have the burger. Honestly, and I'm not trying to be rude, but like there are delicious vegan things. There's half of India's culture is vegan food. Like there's tons of curries that have no animal products in them. Risotto, one of the most basic Italian dishes in the world, vegan. I mean, you can make it. It's, it's not, you know, I cook my, my rice and butter first. I roast it in butter. So mine's not vegan, but it's easily vegan. 
It's super simple to make. It's actually not really a dish so much as a way to cook rice, but it's also a dish. Anyways, there's amazing things you can do. Like, there's no reason to make fake food, which I truly believe that they, the, the whole movement towards the plant-based everything is to convince carnivores that they don't have to eat meat to eat the things they like. If younger generations find it appealing, then we can start phasing some of this industry, some of this meat industry out. Yeah, but didn't we do that with fast food? What do you mean? I mean, like fast food back in the 60s and 70s was actually beef and chicken. And somewhere in the mid 90s, they started getting sued because they didn't have any meat in their meat. Mm -hmm. So like that was that this is the healthy, the, the socially acceptable version of what we already got rid of. It is the I believe that happened in the 80s because that was the the Wolf of Wall Street era. Make things cheaper, make more money, make more money, period, where everything in the world really kind of seemed to base on screw everybody else. I'm making money. And that's where that trend happened. And then they got caught somewhere in the 90s where Taco Bell, I think, was the first one that they couldn't use the term beef because they didn't have enough percentage of beef in there and had to change their... Yeah, 100% meat. <laughs> well, they, right. you, you either have to change your wording or change your ingredients. They went with the wording, which is, you know, alarming. But that's my point, though, is that it's not... And maybe I'm just being paranoid because I haven't really spent the time to really look at this. But, like, when you look at... Well, if you just look at, like, the regular packs at the store of, like, frozen meatballs, if you will, the ingredient list on those is, like, eight lines long. Yeah. So, like, the vegan one's actually worse. I'm not saying it's necessarily worse for you, but we look at all the crap you're eating just to imagine you're eating a meatball. Just eat the meatball. If you don't want to eat the cow, then you don't get meatballs. Well, and that's what I like about what Sean was doing, was that it didn't bother him. I, You know, I can make stir fry, and he just excluded the chicken. Like... He had a great meal, said it was wonderful. I appreciate him pumping up the ego on me, making some really simple stuff and having it taste suitable. You know, it's it it was really easy. We make Alfredo. He excludes the chicken. It's not that big of a deal. It worked out really well for him and it didn't bother him whatsoever. I mean, yes, he's so he's eating the noodles. He, he talked about maybe I need to start backing down some of the, the white starches like that. But he's not like me, man. I hit 10 o'clock. I'm, I'm like grazing. I'm looking for a bag of chips. I'm getting a, one more pop before bed or whatever it happens to be. He needs a snack and feel snacky. He didn't think nothing of it. Went, grabbed a yogurt, went, grabbed an apple. You know, and it was like second nature. And that's one of the things we've always talked about. And it's really cool to see it in practice. Well, it's, it's really cool to see someone healthy being healthy. And that's the best way I can explain that because it's not, it's not normal throughout the rest of the world for I've got the munchies and you go and open a bag of potato chips and wipe out a whole bag with like a dip at 930 at night. Or I think the, the lesser of all the evils is like microwaving a bag of popcorn. It's a whole bag of popcorn, but it's still not, you know, a bag of chips. It's nice to see that there are people that are actively trying to be better. And it's, I said, it's very inspiring. Well, and the processed sugars, like we were talking, he's like, oh, I don't eat cereal anymore. If I want something in the morning, it's bananas or oatmeal with a little bit of honey in it or something. But that's really about it. He's like, I, I just can't do the sugar in cereals. Even the really bland ones have a lot of sugar in them. Well, they're starch. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna say something that most people well, probably processed never... sugar. Is... I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna equate something to cereal that probably people probably have never thought about. Cereal to humans is dog food to dogs. Think about it. Comes out of a bag. 
It's processed. It's dried. It lasts forever. It was made so we'd we'd have shelf stable food all the time with nutrients it's, in it because they fortified it. It's dog food. Dog food we eat. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's not something I've thought of. It's well on top of the fact that they have chucked milk full of sugar now. Yeah. You know, I'm kind of I haven't quite decided how I feel about milk because I'm not a big fan of milk, but I like almost every other dairy product that you can get. Like, I love heavy cream. I'm not sure if I can live without it, but I don't like milk. It's I don't like the taste of it very much. I don't really like, I don't really cook with it. It is packed full of sugar, but it's not to say that it's that much better for you. Fresh from the tit, teat, however you want to say it. It tastes better. It's definitely fresh, like farm fresh milk definitely has a better flavor, but it's, it's, it is, especially if you're on like a no carb diet, most animal products are safe to eat, but milk is ridiculous. It's like somewhere between 18 and 20 grams of sugar per cup. 13 grams of sugar per cup. Okay. So 13, guess I was over exaggerating my bad guys. Yeah. I didn't memorize it. I literally Googled it while you were talking. Now but is that whole milk or is that 2% or is that skim? 1%. Look up whole milk. Whole milk. Got it. 12 grams. Hmm, I thought there'd so be a bigger difference. Slightly less. In, um, oh my goodness, powdered milk has 49 grams. Would, would you ever think that powdered milk was going to be that excessive? I didn't know powdered milk existed till right now. So <laughs> why would you need powdered milk? That was an old time thing. It was that, to, to be able to have milk in the house that held. It's not milk. It's chalk dust. <laughs> you know, it's fun to talk food. Because I, I, I'm, I'm starting to think at this point. Our show will be next week. This has been fun. We started talking about Sean. Sean's getting a show is what he's getting. <laughs> it's fine. Sean can have a show. <laughs> Sean's I, getting a show. I love talking about food because it. I get astonished by the amount of things. And I want I want to pref, you know, preface what I'm about to say with, I'm guilty of everything that annoys me. So I'm astonished by the amount of aspects food has in our daily life that, that we don't think about. Take soda. It has so much sugar per serving. The most acceptable and common way to buy it is two and a half servings you know and you and i are, are running joke about any bag of potato chip you know any size is a single serving including the party size mm-hmm. that's been our joke for years but it's kind of we kind of practice it so it's not so much a joke uh, the, the joke part of it is that it's a sad truth and like i understand evaporated milk you know they would evaporate it during like the you know war times and blah 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 it sits on a shelf and you add water to it and you mix it like you do every other thing that we don't need in our life. I get it. I just think it's gross. Yeah, it's just... See, I wish I could reduce some of that. You're talking about the chip thing. That is a weakness. Chips and donuts. I look like a guy with a weakness of chips and donuts. And those are just two things that when at when they're there, I want to be with them. <laughs> <And> it's not... <laughs> And it's worse the later it gets. If it gets after 10 o'clock, when I lost a whole ton of weight, and I, I love to use Jamie as the excuse because I was skinnier before Jamie, and now I'm apparently, oh, yeah. I am fat and happy now. Yeah, let's blame her for that. Of course. But all I did during that time, I, I walked more, but I ate at my job. We had a nice place where I could go get a, a really good salad. I would get the, the a really very good salad and i'd bring some fruit with me and i'd munch the fruit all morning while drinking coffee because coffee is an appetite suppressant so i never really felt like i missed breakfast Mm -hmm. i'd go get this big salad it would get me all the way to the point where i get home 
I'd get home around six o'clock and I made it so that I couldn't eat after I think it was nine o'clock. So I would have whatever I wanted, didn't matter what it was. And I would have as much as I wanted, which after a while isn't nearly as much as you think it can be. And then I'd go to bed at 10. So I couldn't graze at 11 and eat a bag of Doritos because that's what happens. And I had dropped all the way down. I think 220 was where I was at and down to the weight I once was most of my life. And that's all I did. Mm -hmm. You know, now hectic life always leads to swinging into some windows and you're always running and you're, I jokingly call it chasing the rabbit. You're always trying to get to all the things that you need to get to in a day Mm -hmm. and planning meals doesn't happen. Next thing you know, time goes by, time goes by, and you've kind of fallen off that wagon. It's what I'm kind of most impressed with with Sean. He has just traveled across the continent, and this is kind of a little chaotic for him, but he hasn't fallen off that wagon. He gives himself these treats. You know, like the first day he was here, he's like, it's going to be that meat day. I'm trying the barbecue place. And then he was back to his diet without issue the rest of the week. You know, so... Mm -hmm. I just need to pay a little closer attention and slow down just a little bit because I could, I could probably do the same. I just have to avoid the windows by planning. Well, I I think that I agree with that. I think part of my frustration in in the whole way we are, like you were talking about like whenever there's donuts, I want to be with them. Uh, That's funny, but you know, there was a time in culture and not just, this isn't just strictly an American thing, but there was a time when, delicious things came from people that spent a lifetime learning how to do it and that you you went out as a treat and you got something that was probably sugary or salty or excessive in a way that was decadent and it was wonderful and you did that very rarely because it was a expensive but b because it was you know it was something that you couldn't do at home and then you know you fast forward however many years it is, and we have super sweet, decadent, salty, and crunchy things at every corner of every store, every building. I still, I still say that you're hard pressed to find any type of retail building that doesn't have something edible for sale in it. It's, it's, it's depressing, man. I hate it. Like I legit do. I really hate it. And I'm not saying that I never eat candy or anything, but what I am saying is that like what what's the point of going out for like an amazing meal or dessert you could only get at one place when you can go down and buy a box of little debbies for a dollar 90 or two bucks or three bucks and it you you get that same fix it's not by anywhere close comparable but we've right. lost that love of uh, an appreciation for something that's fine and wonderful well, you know, as you're talking, I'm thinking about things. And since we are going to make this other show another day, we're just going to talk about this. Okay. I find myself quite often looking for what do I want? And I think I can't answer that question because for far too long, I've been able to have whatever the hell I want, whenever the hell I want, to the point where nothing sounds good. There is nothing that you rarely get that you would like to get because when you want it, you get it. And it's because you're right. In a sense, as much as everybody complains about pricing, everything is within reach. And it's always within reach. Even if it's out of season, it's within reach. So I catch myself having cravings in a sense, but have no idea really how to cure that craving. So I will go grab, and now I do bowls of chips in the hopes that I won't just keep refilling that bowl. But it's sometimes a pipe dream. 
And I will try that and go, nope, that didn't do it. Let me pop this extra butter movie theater popcorn that is 450 calories a bag. And let me, let me have that and see what happens. No, that, that didn't hit the spot. What do I have in the house that's made of chocolate? Like I'm literally hunting and gathering in the most annoying way. I think it's because of what you're saying. Like I can have whatever I want. The craving, it, my body's looking for some combination of sugar and salt <laughs> and fat in this perfect little spot. And I don't, I'm creating cravings that I can't cure now, which is not helping my late night grazing. Well, and, and that's part, but I agree with that. And the part that's also part of the problem. There shouldn't be a craving. The desire for a night out shouldn't be a craving. And that's, and that's kind of my issue that I'm getting into is that like we, our, our daily life is so first worldly and so decadent and so over the top and indulgent in everything we like that, when it, we, we've hit the point where enough is enough because we're looking for more. We want more. We just don't know what that means or what that is. Right. And yeah. it it's like, where does it stop? Does it stop? I don't think it does until you make it. And I don't think that we're ever going to see the time when the, the this fast food nation and fast food culture declines into something that's closer to what, like I'd say almost more near to its roots. I I'm not saying that we should get rid of everything. I just wish it wasn't so predominantly huge in our culture. I shouldn't have a grocery store size selection of different brands of sugar poison at the gas station used to be, Oh yeah. Little Debbie or hostess. It was like the battle of all battles. Now it's little Debbie hostess, Mr. Freshly, Mrs. Freshly, blah, blah, blah. There's like six different kinds and they're all the almost the exact same, like nasty wax covered donuts in the bag that are like the worst thing you put in your mouth but everyone buys them because they like donuts if you want to call that a donut it's just they're horrid and or like oh here's one for you so hostess sells a cheese danish right or a fruit and cheese danish they sell these danishes and they're, they're pretty good size for anyone that watches the video of this they're probably about the size of a dollar bill i mean they're about six and a half seven inches long about three inches wide and about a half to three quarters inch thick for 500 and something calories a piece and you could almost, because we're huge and we have big mouths, do it in two bites. Like literally, I can swallow one like a great white and be hungry. I can eat three of them, at least three in a row. If I if I, if I want some breakfast or like you were talking about donuts, I enjoy donuts. I do. But like the amount of donuts I would eat if I'm actually hungry and want breakfast. Oh, my God. That's my calories for three days. Gone. Just like, like, a, like a, a, a metaphorical shotgun. Like bang. Like it's just <laughs> blew, blown away. And for what a meal that a I, I didn't really enjoy as much as I thought I would B it was gone and there was nothing to really savor. There was no savoring the moment. There was no, oh my God, this is so beautiful. It's just like, Hey, look, that's a jelly filled. Oh. That's one of the things that I, I think I admire about what I'm seeing that when Sean and I'm supposed to, oh, we're supposed to be using his name, but hi, Sean. Uh, I will, if, his name is Sean Humphrey. He's awesome. <laughs> What's up, brother? If, but when he gets that treat, it's exactly what it is. He, it is a treat. It is completely different than the normal palate. It, ex, you know, it's a little more exciting. He gets that item. It, it, he cannot buy a bag of M and M's and swallow it in one shot like I probably could. They're too sweet for him. He eats one, and a little bit later, he eats another. And that is an immensely better way. He's getting a joy from something that we just 
it's a pass-through. Like, if I buy a bag of M&Ms, it's gone on the way to the car, and it was, like, just all I got from that was a little bit of sadness. Um, oh, and, and candy stains on your hand. Because you were so excited. Your palms are sweaty, and you're like, oh, my God. And you were just shoved that, that, that like, candy-coated dog food into your mouth. I, I'm just going to equate everything that comes prepackaged and dried as dog food now. That's a, I got to stop myself from eating it so it's dog food. It's candy-coated dog food. Just the fact that he gets that joy that I don't seem to find anymore is is almost enough. Like that is it's it was inspiring, is all I can say, is that it was really cool to see how it should be. Now, would I go as far as him? Maybe not, you know, because I still like fish and I, I I would I've started cutting down my portions, you know, dropping it down to a four four ounce or so, four or six ounce, instead of always looking for the largest of something. But I, I would probably keep some of these things in my diet, but you can choose to if you cut out all these other processed things. Yeah, it's part of the problem that I have the most is there are some processed things that I legit do really enjoy. Mm-hmm. I had to take a step back this week because I realized I had been at McDonald's three days this week and got one of those caramel frappes. And it, they're so ungodly terrible for me, but they're like crack and I love them. So I, I don't. And so I had to stop myself from drinking them because they're, they're 500 and something calories a piece for the medium one. And the, the problem I have with that kind of stuff is that I struggle. Okay. So I really struggle with the meal planning because it's not that I can't do it. I'm actually quite good at it. It's the, the allocated amount of time I have for meal preparation and planning is dependent on two things. One, someone to pick it up and start it after I've left for work, because I won't be able to, because I, I leave in the morning, I get back at midnight. And then the notion of actually going and gro- having time to go grocery shop and stuff like that. Like, unfortunately for me, our schedules are just too hectic and too full that we can't, we can't get on the same page in terms of like my wife and I, like we're, we're trying, but it's just between the kids and both of us working full-time jobs and running the catering business. And, and it's, it's a lot. So I struggle with it. I do. And I also work at a place where we serve crap food. Two thirds of the menu is deep fried and the rest of it's covered in some kind of bread. So it's, there's literally like, I begged, I begged and pleaded for them to bring in like zucchini and summer squash, just so I had like something I could offer guests as a healthy side. Because if you get a dinner or a burger at, at the bar I work at, your options are French fries, onion rings, baked potato, potato chips, coleslaw, cottage cheese, or a side salad. Now, yeah, the side salad's the best option. It's iceberg lettuce, tomatoes, cucumbers, red onion, and, and croutons. And it's not horrible for you. It's like, I think I figured it out. It's about 150 to 200 calories for that salad, depending on your dressing. The dressing's like half of the calorie count. And um, Well, the croutons, you only get like five or six. It's not like there's a lot. So like all five combined might be like 100 calories, maybe. But like, there's almost nothing of, there's like almost no calories in an ounce of lettuce and an ounce of tomatoes. And you know what I mean? Like, it's like maybe 12, mm-hmm. but um, so you got croutons and dressing and, and other than that, though, that's it. We have nothing else. Like, and I, I'm the kind of guy, like, I, I know it sounds weird, but like, I don't like potatoes with my steak. I don't like a potato as a side when I get a dinner at a restaurant. I don't, I don't eat them. I think a baked potato is a waste of time. You might as well just give me a bowl of melted butter and sour cream. Cause that's really what I want. I don't want right. the potato. I want the I want the, the fatty, delicious, like that. Oh, that's what I that's the marriage I want in my mouth. Like the potato <laughs> is the vessel that brings it to me. So I begged her. I was like, please God, order something so that she got these and I'm able, you know, I'm happier to serve them. Because it's real simple. You just cut them, throw them on the grill, a little salt and pepper, boom, delicious, super easy. Mm-hmm. I'm happier. 
you don't have any good options. So the, 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 the changing of the food culture in my personal life is like, I I'm struggling to work it in because I know what I want, but right now what I want is time to get what I want. If that makes any kind of sense. Well, and I, I think I've complained enough about me regressing over this last season. You know, I've bricked my plastics less. My garden looks like a jungle. The time that I have to pull weeds has been in the city working on the edible landscape project. The list of jobs that I've given myself are a bit excessive and it's starting to wear. You know, we talked about the sustainability of mental health and I've started to bring people into Dabble to handle some of the things I just need to get off my plate. My normal job is very hectic. You know, I'm working with Forward on creating kindness projects. I'm working on this show and editing this show and producing this show. I'm working with the city on all these different projects the kids stem throughout the state of Michigan, that kind of stuff. It's just at times can be overwhelming, which really screws up that stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's, um, you can, what I'm seeing from Sean is you could literally just have a bag of apples. You just have to want to eat the bag of apples. Well, yeah, to some degree you have to unlearn your old habits and force yourself new ones. And that's, and that's really a big part of this is it's not just, you know, I don't have time to buy food. No, it's, it's a matter of saying, Hey, you know what? I know that this, I want this, 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 but I need to really learn how to appreciate good stuff again. I have to teach my body that it's okay to want this. And Apple actually, here's, here's another thing. Oh my gosh. Here's a correlation most people don't get. They want something sweet that they get a piece of fruit. Then they cut all the nutrients off the fruit. If you eat an apple with the skin on, you get a you get obviously more nutrients, but you get two different flavors. The skin does not taste the same as the fruit. So you get the sweet and a little bit of bitter. Another one, kiwis. I don't like the texture of the skin of kiwi, but I love the flavor. I love the the sharp bitterness it has, and you know, in contrast to the sweetness, my oh, gets so good. Well. I started a little bit today is just from, you know, I didn't say I'm going to do this. Here's the date in which I'll start it. I didn't. What I did is I bought a bunch of bananas and I bought, I bought a handful of uh, pears and I brought them to work, you know? So when I get hungry today, I'll eat a pear. And before my lunch, my lunch is almost always supporting the local coffee shop and getting a club, club sandwich, no tomato. They know it's me when I say it. <laughs> I don't like tomatoes. I know, but it's like the only redeemable part about eating a club sandwich other than the taste. <laughs> so I love what I have with the bananas and stuff. That could be the snacks. It, it can be a heck of a lot easier to grab that and just eat. And I just need to make it easier for a little while to get used to it again. There was whole days that I ate nothing but fruits and vegetables and occasionally, you know, whatever I made for dinner. So I know I can. It was just really cool. And I know this turned into a show. In case anybody's wondering, we had a show planned. We had a show planned. It's written down. I did all the things I was supposed to do. We got talking about Sean and just next thing you know, we're 40 minutes in. So yeah, we'll we, do we, that show next week. We chug it, chug it, chug it all the way off the tracks on this one. <laughs> So, well, this is our, uh, we'll just call this our ADD special. And because that's really, we just got talking and addicted to diet. Absolutely. Well, and I, okay. So I think it's still a good conversation. First of all, it's nice to be able to say, because I know at some point my brother will listen to this episode and know that I'm proud of, of the actions he's taking and, and his ability to do this, but he should also know it's inspiring it and very that's inspiring. important. 
Well, I I, I think that I, I I never used to agree with that, but now as I gotten older, I do. I think that it's important to tell people when what they're doing, the changes they're making, the actions they're exhibit, you know, their their behavior and all. It's important to let them know when it when it moves you because as inspired as we are with what he's doing, we don't get to see how hard it is in the days where he has to make himself do it. And mm-hmm. so I would hope that knowing that people are rooting for him and that we're really moved by how wonderful he's doing would help give him motivation not to quit because I think it's wonderful. Yeah, and it's it's showing everything about how he's living life right now is healthier. And I just wanted to say, awesome job like from a guy who sits on a show and occasionally preaches things that who has this year fallen off of more horses than he's gotten on at times so i'm not sure (laughs) how much value our good job is right now but it is it was awe-inspiring it was interesting and it's already going to change my breakfast i think that if a lot of people even looking at like small town communities could rediscover a love with food and and culture and what it means to be healthy and how it affects your body they could make we could see a huge movement at least locally in the right direction and i i I really believe that it starts with culture i think that you know food is the most crucial part of our culture for changing it because it's something we all have to eat so our food culture really defines our health culture and if we're not eating good food we're not going to be healthy yeah that's probably the simplest way to put it and it needs to be a refocus in my life so well here we are at the end of the show and we didn't actually do a show so i hope you enjoyed this trailing off of a show if you did share it with a friend who also can't stay on topic or share it on social media if you would like to help realistic sustainability go onto your favorite podcast platform and just click a follow leave a comment say something nice or Go on to iTunes, which seems to be the end-all, be-all of places to comment, and add a five-star review. I like reading them. Everybody knows that I constantly sneak in and take a look to see if there's another one. So for those of you who have given us the five-star reviews, thank you very, very much. I greatly appreciate it. And for those you haven't, if you get a chance, do it. And last, if you really feel like this show brings some value, which I'm pretty sure this isn't that show, but there's other shows and they could bring value to your life. You can also help us out financially by just going to greetingyourlife.org forward slash podcast. And that's where you can do like a one-time donation or anchor.fm on our anchor site just by searching realistic sustainability will allow you to actually give monthly. And for those of you out there who already do that, thank you very, very much. I greatly appreciate it. And so does Nick. Uh, Again, we just get together and have these conversations to get a little bit better. Just like we've seen recently with my brother, little bit, little bit, big bit. Thank you so much again for listening. I'm Mike. And I'm Nick. And we'll see you next week with an actual scripted and written show. Thanks again. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. 
Feeling overwhelmed by climate change? Looking for sustainable and ethical brands to support? Then Ethic is perfect for you. Ethic is a simple browser extension that helps you find sustainable and ethical brands online. Learn more at ethic.org. E-T-H-Y-K.org.